Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free. My name is Akash, and today I am joined by Brahmachari Ishan Chaitanya. So you may recognize that the voices, the sound of the voice is still the same, but we have a new name. Um, and so previously, yes, we had Anish, or the, the person who identified as Anish, and now is Brahmachari Ishanji Chaitanya. Yes. Hariyom. Hariyom. Um, so I thought today we should, what I wanted to call today's podcast is What is in a Name? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of maybe just... Um, Talk about why you change your name, um, what it represents, and also what being a brahmachari means as well. Yes. And yeah, what what you do and what this, you could say, stage of your life is about. Yes. Okay. So you want to start with why the change of names? Yeah. Okay. So... It's not my choice to change the name. Mm -hmm. It is a tradition. So when a person decides to commit themselves to the spiritual path, they're initiated into Brahmacharya, um, the student life. And we wear yellow robes, give up our old ways of doing things Mm -hmm. and a new name is given to us with the idea that this is my new identity. A name is basically an identity that is given to us to facilitate transactions in the world. Every human being is more or less the same. But to facilitate easy transaction, each one of us is given a unique name so that we can refer to each other by that particular name rather than calling each other human A, human B, human C or one, two, three. Some designation has to be given to us. But over as we grow um, and we take on a personality we get defined by our names and we think this is who I am. Yeah. And it becomes so strong, so ingrained that even if someone mispronounces our name or misspells it, we feel a sense of anger or um, we take offense to it that, you know, how can this person do this? Mm -hmm. It's my name. Yeah. (laughs) How can you get it wrong? Um, And we create a complete identity around this particular name that has been given to us. Not that I chose my own name. My parents chose it and it could have been anything, but it's happened to be Akash or Anish or whatever it was, whatever our name may be. But we think that is who I am. Mm. And this change in name is to let go of this old identity And we are given a new identity. In my case, it's Ishan, Ishan Chaitanya. 
with the identity signifying that the primary preoccupation is spirituality now. Right. Yet I have to be mindful that this too is only a phase of my spiritual mm. growth. Yeah. And when an individual gets initiated into the order of sannyas or monkhood, the name changes again. Right. And the idea is to recognize that I was neither my previous name, nor am I this new name that is given to me, nor am I the third name that is given to me. They are all identities made up for transactional purposes. Really, I'm something beyond all of them. Mm -hmm. right? And the beautiful aspect of our lineage is the name given to me now is Ishan Chaitanya. So Ishan is a relatively common Indian name. Yep. But the last name, Chaitanya, means consciousness. Right. right. And this is common to all brahmacharis. Right. So this is how our teachers would put it that for the world, you may be Ishan. Yeah. But for yourself, you remember that you are Chaitanya, that you are consciousness. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so the identity that is given to me is only a tool to interact and to facilitate transactions in the world outside. It does not define or limit who I truly am. As per spirituality, each one of us is pure consciousness. And this is what I have to remember for myself. Yeah. So it's a very beautiful um, tradition of changing the name so that we let go of our old identity and we take on this new identity. Yet with this new identity, there's an understanding that I'm neither the old identity nor the new identity. It is only for the sake of transaction That's right. to accomplish something. Really speaking, I'm consciousness, pure consciousness at all times, Chaitanya. Such a beautiful practice, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, <coughs> excuse me, in our tradition, in Indian culture, I think it is inherent to many parts as well, mm -hmm. this whole process of changing names. Yeah. Um, especially for women, once they marry. Yeah, I was going to touch on this. Yeah. They, they're required to change their last name. That is the common practice. Yet there are actually some parts in South India um, and in North India where when the girl gets married, the in-laws actually confer her a complete different name, first name and last name. Oh, wow. And the idea is you've come into the next stage of life. Mm -hmm. You let go of your old identity and you create a new one revolving the new family, the new environment that you're in. We're not discarding the old identity. Yeah. But it is a sort of evolution into this new personality. Mm -hmm. But and the final understanding being, I'm neither my old That's right. identity yeah. nor this new one. I'm really something beyond. So I find it very beautiful, the whole tradition. Um, many people today don't like giving up their names. That's right. Yeah. Let alone changing it. Yeah. And if it's changing, it's for some fraudulent purposes, <laughs> right? So this is none, nothing to do with that. It is a beautiful tradition to remind us of who we truly are. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I have 
like scene, there is a lot of um, friction towards changing a name when getting married. You know, yeah. it's like why, like why should I take up that name? Correct. You know, why should I take up that family's name? And I yes. feel like yeah, maybe the the connection to spirituality isn't there. Right, or the, the understanding of what it actually means. And so that's what you've described, you know, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Where it's not actually, this is not like, this name doesn't represent who I am now. That name that I'm going to take doesn't represent who I'm going to be. But actually what I have failed to see is that I am this consciousness. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, for different people, different kinds of disciplines were imposed to facilitate this spiritual evolution. Um, and I guess for women, this was a part of theirs. Yeah. Men have a different way of evolving themselves. They also have a lot of rules and regulations placed on them. Right. Um, in the traditional. Is there anything for like changing a name? For um, I guess they were given new names when they did go to the Gurukula. Right. When they lived with the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, because over there, you're, it does not matter whether you are the son of a king or son of a trader. Right. Or the son of a small-time merchant. Mm-hmm. Everyone was treated equally. And the only way we can go about doing it is by temporarily giving us a new identity and new names would be given to them for that period that they were studying. They may take back their old identity or they may continue with their new ones. So that tradition has always been there. Right. And it does help us recognize or step beyond our own confines that we have created for ourselves with respect to our identity. And then we should also talk about uh, your new kit as well. My new kit? Yeah. Everything yellow. <laughs> so previously you were wearing white. Whites, yes. Yeah. And now yellow. What does the yellow represent? So the yellow... What, should we start at the white? What does the white represent? I mean, right. Yellow. So white is basically just a neutral color. Yeah. Right. Um, it represents simplicity and um, simple living. Mm-hmm. You don't indulge in fancy clothing and you don't waste time getting fancy clothes and you live a simple life. That's Some simplicity. White Air, white Air Forces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So um, that's what the white represents. Yeah. Yellow is meant to be the ripening of an individual, mm-hmm. culminating in orange, yeah. which is when a fruit is completely ripe. Right, okay. Um, the other way that I've heard about the different colors, especially the yellow and the orange, the yellow is meant to be like the bright sunshine of the day, mm-hmm. which is a person is most dynamic, is able to exert themselves and is striving for this truth to succeed in spirituality. Whereas the orange represents the setting sun which is not as bright anymore but it's beautiful soothing to look at Mm -hmm. and gives peace and joy to everyone yep so that's another way of looking at it and the the previous one i mentioned is when a fruit ripens it goes from 
green to yellow to orange. And that is the ripening of an individual as well on this spiritual path. Right. So kind of to represent yeah. that I'm, ripening. Yeah, I remember seeing you standing on stage. Yes. And now that, I, now that you've said it, like, man, you were definitely shining bright on <laughs> that night when we saw you. You know, it was just, it was just nice to like just see the the glow and the, the radiation, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so how has this process now for you, changing your name, um, changing your robes, what has that been like? I guess in, in a way, not much changes. Mm-hmm. And in a way, a lot changes. Yeah. Um, externally, obviously, n- few things change. You change the way you dress. Mm-hmm. And the way people see you and the, pe- the way people interact with you changes to a certain degree. But yet, many things continue to remain the same. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel the main change is internal where <clears throat> I feel more connected to what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I feel that I stand for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we were discussing earlier... People give you this newfound respect. Yep. Um, and I feel that it is these robes which people respect more than the individual mm. itself. Yep. So I have to bear in or yes, I have to bear in mind that there were great spiritual aspirants who lived this path, um, stood up for Brahmacharya the spiritual life so strongly and left such an impact on people that people value and revere this attire. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily me myself, but what these robes represent. Yeah. So for me, it's a continuous reminder of what I should be aspiring towards. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, um, when a person puts on a policeman's clothing. That's right. On day one. Yep. Suddenly there's a newfound respect amongst the community for that individual. Mm. He's just been a cop for a day. Yeah. But that uniform means something. Or in the army, yep. a person puts on that camouflage gear. He may just be a cadet. Mm. But, you know, people see yep. him differently. Yeah. And obviously for the individual as well, they represent a country now. They represent an ideal And so too with these robes as well. What I stand for now is an ideal that I need to continuously aspire to and live up to. Something that, yes, I connect with, but it is a reminder that I have to keep working for it. It's, I can't take it for granted. Yeah. 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 And, and I think also what, like, what would, you know, in us speaking about what a, what a name is and what it represents and with you taking these ropes, how can like someone who's just like someone like myself yeah without us like with so with us still living and aspiring for this spiritual life yeah you know how can we bring these practices into our day-to-day 
I mean, people don't have to take on robes yeah. or change their names. Yep. But or like the essence of the essence of the it, learnings, you know. Yeah, the yeah. essence of the learnings can be imbibed only when I understand it fully, mm-hmm. and slowly and steadily, I'm willing to integrate these higher understandings into my daily life. Mm. It it won't be a short term project. It yeah. is a long term project. Even for me, it has been a long term project getting here. Yeah. Um, so one has to really commit themselves to their spiritual unfoldment. Mm-hmm. Um, external changes may come, may not come. It's irrelevant. Yeah. But the internal growth that spirituality promises only comes through commitment and sincerity. Yeah. So if those two are there, then yes, the essence will be grasped. The unfoldment will take place. And I will come in due time to recognize what spirituality really wants to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, but without commitment and sincerity, <clears throat> it does not matter what color yeah. robes you wear. That's right. It it just won't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what I, what I was trying to you know get across is like how we're talking about you know in the in the day to day people are attached to their name or yes. they're attached to a certain brand or specific clothing you know but when we look at it through spirituality or a spiritual led life yeah that name's just the name you know and what it that's all it is and yeah. and even your clothes is just something that keeps you warm and protects you from yeah the elements unfortunately know. they define us today yeah right that's um, right yeah in fact for most Hindus, we don't get named until the seventh or the fifteenth day or something like that. Mm-hmm. When I was born, I did not have a name. For the first seven days, yeah. I did not have a name. Yeah. Then suddenly, whether it's randomly or based on certain traditions, mm-hmm. I got a name picked for me. Yeah. That identity was adopted, which means that it had a start date. It will have an expiry date as well. Mm. I existed before that name came, and I will continue to exist after that name goes. Yeah. I am something different, but we seem to um, condition ourselves, limit yeah. ourselves, define ourselves by our names and everything that we do. And in a sense, spirituality is the unpacking or the undoing of all these conditionings to decondition ourselves. And to recognize who we truly are. Yeah. And this is one of the final teachings in the Bhagavad Gita as well, where Bhagwan Shri Ke- Bhagwan Shri Krishna tells Arjuna, "Sarva dharman parityajya. Give up all your identities, all your characteristics, mm-hmm. and you come to me." Wow. As in, me being that pure consciousness, you give up all your false identities and recognize yourself as not different from me. And once this is done. All problems go away. So, in a nutshell, this is how Bhagavad Gita mm. gives the teaching. But obviously, to come to that point in chapter eighteen, you have to go through the first eighteen yeah. chapters. <laughs> you can't shortcut. Yeah, yeah. There's no bypassing or short circuiting yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you very much, just for you know answering our our questions and um, also we are. We're we're very honored, you know, to to see you lead this life, and um, it just 
ins brings me a lot of inspiration as well. To yeah. Thank you. Uh, I feel equally privileged to be able to share these ideas mm -hmm. with all of you. Yeah. Um, especially when you know people are interested in learning and growing mm -hmm. spiritually. Yeah. It's not common these days. No. And so to have people to share these ideas with, to reflect over things, um, to study our scriptures again and again, it's a privilege for me too. So thank you. Cool. Thank you for your time, your energy, and thank you very much for listening in. Uh, we'll be back on another episode of Thinking is Free. Howdy yo. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmaya Mission New Zealand. For more information on events, courses, server projects and study groups, please visit chinmaya.org.nz. Harion.